talk about love, but we do it really badly all too often. And uh, the world needs people that just love. God doesn't come to us and say, you know, if you pass these 50 tests, I'll love you. He comes to us and says, I love you, period. Welcome to the 9 to 5 podcast, conversations with Christians about lives of faith, integrity, and excellence at work. They are from Christians in Commerce, a ministry supporting and encouraging men and women to be Christ in their workplaces. We hope you enjoy this episode. In today's 9 to 5, we're going to join the conversation between Mari Huntington and Louis Grams, one of three co-founders of Christians in Commerce, as Louis reflects on the impact of a conversation with 15 business leaders that clarified the need to support Christian men and women in being Christ in the workplace. I really started thinking and praying about the situation that these people were finding themselves in. That uh, It seemed to me that a big part of their problem, as they talked through what was going on with them, was that... um, they really wanted to live a full Christian life. And for most of them, uh, they saw their involvement with business uh, as something that was in conflict with their Christianity. So they felt divided all the time. And uh, it, it was hard for me to figure out why that was the case. But uh, as they talked, uh, it was pretty clear that a nobody believed that that there really was any kind of intention on God's part to be involved with anybody's business, and b business was kind of a dirty necessity to make money to do good things, and they all wanted to do good things, but none of them were making enough money to do them, and they thought that they were kind of hopelessly trapped. Uh, God really does have a plan for people who are business. It's it's a calling. It's a vocation. Uh, as much as as much as you can say it's a vocation to be a minister or a priest, um, it's a vocation uh, in which God has an intention and a purpose and a, a, a desire uh, to carry out the work of building His kingdom through men and women. Who are in the marketplace. Uh, the marketplace basically runs the world today. Uh, government people like to think they run the world, but in fact, businesses do a lot more to run the world. There's a lot of things that, that just would not be happening if it weren't for the businesses that are there, both for good and for ill. The real desire of the Lord was for men and women to go into the marketplace as Christ, that um, all of the love, all of the compassion, all of the understanding, all of the mercy, all of the justice, uh, everything that you can think about the character of Jesus are all qualities and characteristics that are desperately needed everywhere in the world, and in particular, they're needed desperately in the marketplace. Business people in particular share in the call to be stewards of creation. Uh, we have, in, in the marketplace, we have control of much of the wealth and much of the natural resources and many of the people on the face of the planet. 
I'm convinced that, that way too many Christians have no idea of how much of an influence they can really be. Uh, they think that their influence is dependent on uh, how, how well they can speak about the Gospels or how clearly they can quote them or how quickly they can remember every line verse and uh, every bit of it. And, uh, and when you look at the Gospels and you look at the New Testament letters, that's not what it's about. What it's about is how we live and how much we in our character and our person and our whole person uh, express the love and power and passion of Jesus uh, for this world and for the people in it. A good steward um, is usually a person of few words. Uh, when you look at the, at the stories in the Gospels of, of good stewardship, uh, they're usually people that aren't given many words to say, uh, but they're given great things to do. And they're expected to produce great fruit out of whatever they do. Well, we've been given stewardship of creation, and um, by and large, I think humanity has done a pretty awful job of stewarding each other and stewarding this, this world that we live in. We've managed to pollute it tremendously. Uh, we've managed to damage it, to use up resources as though they were infinite when we knew that they weren't. And, um, and we do incredible damage to each other again and again and again. And uh, I think there's a certain way in which people in the marketplace uh, have s something of a, an implicit understanding of their power. Uh, because that's why, that's why greed comes so easily and why the lust for power comes so easily, um, and, and wanting to control things. Um, we, we know that we have the capacity to do that. Um, but if we do it for ourselves and ourselves alone, uh, it becomes destructive for us and for the world around us. But if we do those things for our God, for Jesus, for the Father, by the power of the Holy Spirit, then things really change. So why is a ministry like Christians in Commerce even important today? It's kind of a ugly kind of environment. You look at what's going on in the United States right now where you have extreme political conflict that seems to be the constant state that we're in. And um, the, the conversation has ceased to be conversation. It's just declarations that I make to you and you make your declarations to me and uh, chances are we're not going to come to any kind of agreement. And so there's uh, kind of a war on real relationship. Um, and I, I really believe that a lot of that comes from just being uprooted. We don't, we don't have any core root that we all cling to anymore. Um, and uh, 
in reality, that's not all that different a situation than what Jesus walked into uh, or was born into. Um, faith in Israel was uh, in a state of chaos at the time. They were looking for something. Some people were looking for a Messiah. Some people weren't. Some people were looking to stay cozy with the Romans. Some people wanted to overthrow the Romans. And, and then in the, in the rest of the world, uh, it was all about control and, and manipulation and uh, whoever had the most power. And uh, Jesus comes into that and, uh, and he lived in a radically different way. And he was a radical, radically different kind of presence in the world. And it set off uh, a change in the world that ended up spreading like wildfire in a very short period of time. When you think about the fact that, uh, you know, at the end of Jesus' ministry, when he was crucified and died, uh, uh, there were a few hundred people that had considered themselves really his followers, his disciples. And within a hundred years of that time, Christianity had spread all through the Mediterranean basin. And uh, within a, another couple of hundred years, it became the dominant force in, in society. And um, but that doesn't happen by accident. And, it, and I suspect it didn't happen so much because of words as because of lives. And, and that's what I think is needed today is people who live radical lives that you don't need to pick apart the words. You look at the life and you say, that's real. I believe that. A quick break just to let you know about the Challenge Newsletter, a monthly publication that includes weekly reflections, feature articles specifically about workplace issues, and an insert to share with your coworkers, businesses, and friends. We would love to send you one next month. Sign up today by going to workingforafather.com. So when you talk about Christians living out this radical life, this radical mission, how do we as Christians walk into the workplace on a daily basis with the right mindset, and how do we prepare ourselves for that? I think going into the workplace um, is a pretty straightforward thing. Uh, you walk in saying, Father, what do you want today? What do you want from me today? Help me to open my eyes to the people that are around me. Help me to open my eyes to the situations that you've given me responsibility for. And it doesn't matter whether you're talking about being responsible for a whole corporation or for a group in a, a pod or for your own little cubicle uh, or for cleaning up after everybody at the end of the day. Uh, it, it doesn't matter what your position is in that. There's opportunity in there. And God wants us to be opportunists, uh, opportunists to mani manifest his love and his life. Um, I have a friend that uh, late in his life uh, found himself in a situation where he needed to make a radical change in what he was doing. And uh, he had to change careers. He had had a 
terrible thing happened to him where he lost his lower legs, both of his lower legs. And uh, um, he had to figure out what he could possibly do. And he ended up figuring out that probably what he should go into was accounting. He had no experience in accounting. He had been in business, but accounting was a different world for him. Uh, but it was something that he could do in his new situation. And uh, it's hard work to become a CPA. Uh, and a lot of study, a lot of testing, uh, more study, more testing. It just goes on and on and on. And then you have to work your way into a firm. And uh, uh, this, this guy um, walked through it all uh really manifesting the character of Jesus and and the way he manifests that is that he is constantly a man of joy not a sappy serpy joy uh, but he's just really delighted with life he's delighted to be alive he's delighted to be with other people he's delighted to have a job he's he, he's uh, there's this gratitude that comes through in everything that he does and says. And uh, and it comes out as a real um, respect and love for the people that are around him. And he's been promoted and, and is doing incredibly well. And and through it all, he just comes through again and again with this, this incredible... Uh, he's... he's uh, filled with the joy of the Lord. And, and he doesn't have to tell anybody that's what it is. Uh, people just experience it, and they're drawn to it. And it's given him opportunities in private and personal conversation to talk about what really is driving him. Um, but he doesn't have to go out waving a flag saying, hey, I'm Mr. Christian here. Uh, he is, he's different than most people that he runs into. So what advice do you have for individuals for how to influence in the workplace, even though sometimes I feel like they have absolutely no control or authority over what happens? The most uh, persuasive influence that anybody has is the capacity to love. We have the power to shape the dialogue that's going on in our world, the, the you know, and and it doesn't matter whether that dialogue is is uh, three other guys that are doing janitor work with us, or uh, five people that are in the in the same pod in our office, or uh, somebody that I see three times a month or something like that in my work. It, it doesn't matter what what the particular connection is. Um, if we walk into each of those relationships with real reverence for the other person, the reverence that the Lord has for them, you know, the Lord loves us passionately. Just, he couldn't love anything more than he loves you and he loves me. And, uh, and yet he does not impose his will on us. He doesn't impose himself on us. He's there saying, Come on, I'm I'm here for you. I'm I, I'm all in for you. I'll I'll, I'll give you everything that I have, and um, 
and that's that's how we that's how we can influence the place where we work if we are that kind of a lover where we really reverence the people that we're with we respect them deeply and uh, we respect their freedom freedom to make really stupid mistakes freedom to make really dumb mistakes uh, that we don't sit in judgment that we don't sit in condemnation uh, but that we love and look for ways to support the person and look for ways to honor the person. Um, uh, there's, there's, there's opportunity in every place that we go. So for individuals who are looking to seek out others, uh, other Christians in the workplace, what advice do you have for them about getting that community started and building those relationships? Uh, look for them. I, you know, it, it, and when you find somebody that you can share with, uh, connect and and find a way to get together regularly. And if there are others that that you can find, pull them into that. Um, building a small group, say four or five, six people, uh, gives you a place where you can share a lot of life. You can talk about what's going on in your own lives talk about the things you're struggling with, talk about how can we be an, an influence in this place that we're working in? What can we do, uh, not just to support each other, but to, to make ourselves uh, a real influence in, in the environment? What other practical advice do you have for people who experience hostility in the workplace toward their faith? Um. If you're, if you're experiencing hostility in the workplace towards your faith, I'd, I'd ask, how is it that you're showing your faith? Um, I, I think all too often Christians tend to talk about their faith and act out their faith in ways that are guaranteed to draw adversity, draw attacks. Uh, there's there's nothing wrong with being legitimately persecuted because we are strong in our our faith, but when we when we draw persecution because we're really obnoxious in the way that we <laughs> demonstrate our faith, because we're always talking about it and we're always kind of showing that we're better than everybody else because we're we're believers and you poor slugs are worthless. Uh, when that comes through in the way we relate to people, uh, we're going to get a lot of grief for it. Christianity is despised for being um, being all about love and never doing it. We talk about love, but we do it really badly all too often. And uh, the world needs people that just love, period. God doesn't come to us and say, you know, if you pass these 50 tests, I'll love you. He comes to us and says, I love you, period. And, and then we learn that there's all kinds of things that we want to change because we know that we're loved and we don't need to do these stupid things anymore. Um, that's what the world wants. That's what the world needs. And... Um, Living that way is worth getting persecuted for. 
So how do you talk to others about your faith at work when you're not sure where they're at in their walk? If we really want to share our faith with somebody, uh, there needs to be um, a sense on the part of the other person that when we do share it, we're going to be okay with however they respond even if their response is, yeah, I don't think so. Mm. Um, if they feel like we're setting up a test of friendship for them, it's going to close the door. So what encouragement do you have for Christians in the workplace who are trying to work for our Father on a daily basis? Love rules. Love rules. Uh, in everything that you do, look for ways to love. Um, and, um, and then recognize the fact that, uh, God is hopelessly in love with you and he's hopelessly in love with the people that you're sitting with or working with or talking with. And, uh, and anytime that that love shows up in those relationships and in the, the things that we do on a day-to-day -day basis, he's delighted as all get out. Because uh, that's what he wants to transform the world with. And, um, and you know, we, we talk about wanting uh, better laws that ensure that people are better protected and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, and in the, the general run of things, I suppose that's necessary. Uh, but I don't think anybody should be under the illusion that those things really stop the kind of problems that we're dealing with uh, in the world today. Uh, the only thing that can really stop it is, is real love between real people. And unfortunately, that happens one at a time, and so it's a, a slow and difficult and challenging process, but it works. Hmm. Louis, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for your leadership in Christians in Commerce, and thank you for your encouragement. Sometimes we lose track of what really matters in the workplace, and your stories and insight have uh, really shaped my perspective on how to move forward in my daily work. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You'll want to check out our website at workingforourfather.com. It's constantly being updated with new content to support you and others in living your faith at work.